Welcome to the Leaders with Leverage podcast. I'm your host and negotiation expert, Susie Tomanchuk. It's time to be your own advocate and negotiate for what you really want out of your career. Not simply the next role or additional compensation. I want to show you that negotiation happens each and every day so that you opt in and say yes with confidence. Together with other business leaders, you'll learn the essential skills you as a leader need to become that advocate in growing your professional skills to increase confidence, gain respect, and become the future leader you're poised to be. And when you face a high stake situation, you're ready, no matter how high those stakes are. So let's do this. Let's lead with leverage. Hi, it's Susie. Thanks for being here. I uh, just love having this conversation with you. And that's why I look at it. I pictured this one woman who's a friend of mine when I'm talking because I feel like this is such an intimate way to share ideas. So thanks for being here. And um, what I want to talk to, about today is the annual review and how important it is to be proactive about it instead of letting it happen to you. It really struck me. I'm going to tell you a story about my one of my kids. I have three girls in their 20s, and they're one of the reasons, I think I've mentioned this before, that I really got passionate about this topic. Uh, I saw them negotiating against me many, many times. And so Joe, my youngest daughter, that's not the name she goes by. I'll just say it's pretty close, <laughs> but I call her Joe. But in case she doesn't want to mention her name, I guess you could pretty much track it down from that amount of information. She called me, uh, her, her annual review was coming up and she wanted to talk to me about uh, how she should approach it. And she wanted, her boss had told her that she had been doing really great and that she had, she had said to her, she had intimated a few times that she was really going to go get really fight for her this, this cycle. And she said, mom, I want to, I, how can I tell her that I want her to advocate for me. So we both talked about what would be the best approach uh, to really match and honor the trusted relationship she has with her boss. And she decided that in one of her one-on-ones at the end, she would just say, hey, one more thing. I wanted to either set aside time where you and I could talk about what our the things that I have accomplished this year so that when you go fight for, so remember this is before the boss goes and has the meetings internally about how much budget they have for their whole team and all of those things, because when your annual review comes, those things are normally set. Like they've already decided what that percentage is. So that person that you're now negotiating with doesn't have a lot of power to go back because they've already negotiated on your behalf. So just just to kind of re-signal to her boss that her expectation was that she was going to get more than just the normal because of all those things. And what could she do to help her boss? What did what could she provide to her so that she could have more ammunition to fight to get her more than the typical um, increase? So she did that. She was honestly. Just, you know, it's an uncomfortable thing sometimes to, to, well, I shouldn't say it so apprehensively. It is hard to advocate for ourselves. For whatever reason, even though we believe it, 
the practice of it just feels like, oh, I shouldn't ask for more, or I'm putting this person in an uncomfortable situation. So we really talked about that. And what she decided to do was she wrote down a script that she would say, just so that in those moments when it felt like it was a weird transition to, by the way, can we talk about me and my future? It wouldn't feel so awkward. And she practiced it too, which, you know, I has a best practice that I think is very important so that the first time you say it, it doesn't out loud. It doesn't feel uncomfortable to you. So the more you can practice it, the more it will just flow out without that emotion tied to it. So she had that conversation and it went really well. And then right before her review that was scheduled, um, let me just say it went, let, let me back up a little bit. It went really well. In fact, the, her boss said, you know what? I got you. I really understand what you're saying. I don't need anything from you because I too really believe that you deserve more. And you know, the, the way their relationship was, she really didn't want to push for more or meaning giving her more information or additional conversation around it. She just said, she was heard. And sometimes just signaling you want something is all that person needs to be reminded that it's something that they want. And it gives them, even if you don't give them specific data, it gives them, I don't want to use that again. It gives them leverage, (laughs) good word, leverage to say she really deserves it and she expects it. So I really need you guys to do this for me because this is, this is important to her. So that's some of the the psychology around doing it and raising our hands. And when we advocate that signals that we deserve it or it reminds the other person. So it, it, it helps to accelerate or to create that momentum that you need. So she had the date for when she was getting her annual review. And the reason I think this is so important is I was doing a session uh, just a, a month or so ago, and we were talking about the annual review. And this woman raised her hand and she said, how can I ask for time to think about it? Don't I just say thank you in the annual review? And I thought, oh, yes, it that is true. By, again, by the time the annual review comes around, it's made decision that those it's hard to ask for more because it's been set. So that's why it's really important to be proactive about it and just see those ideas or, or even months before say to your boss, I think I'm tracking really well. I think things are going well. And, you know, I have an expectation this next cycle that I will be rewarded in a way, you know, even saying how much you, you hope to get, that signals that you want something. And at that time, that gives that boss an opportunity to say, these are the three things I need you to do. So it helps them help you, right? Hey there, love this podcast? I'm taking 10 seconds out of this episode to ask you to leave an honest review. More reviews on the show help us to reach more professionals who are ready to lead with leverage. Now let's continue the conversation. So when her annual review, Joe, our, our topic or our story um, hero, um, she called me the day before and she said, okay, mom, I want to have three responses ready 
when she gives me whatever percentage she's going to give me. So we had just the words so she would be ready. So she wouldn't get caught up in the emotion. She wanted to just make sure she thought it through. So the first one was she didn't get just even a normal percentage, or maybe she just got the regular percentage. That's what it was. So it was either the normal percentage, let's just say it was 5%, normal percentage or less. So if she got that 5% or less, she came up with three sentences. And it was basically, wow, I'm really disappointed because I was expecting more than just the average because of what you knew and I knew about the contribution that I had this year. Is there any way that we can go back and get more? Or what is something I could do off cycle that you can help me get um, that will get me where I need to go or where I need to be? Uh, And really leaning into the past conversations and some of the things that her boss had told her that she was going to do. So that was, that was like the first option. The second option was she got a significant raise. It was great. She wanted to make sure she articulated her satisfaction with it and appreciation for her boss. See, sometimes it's not just being prepared for being able to ask for more. It's also being prepared to really help the other person see your appreciation or you want to make sure you articulate the sentiment that you want them to understand. So that middle range was, I'm really happy about this. Thank you. I was hoping it would be about this. So I appreciate it. I, I do want to continue on this um, trajectory because I would like to next year also show you because this wasn't quite as much as I wanted. If she felt that, you know, depending on where it was on the range that she had selected for the mid range, but she just kind of, depending on how she felt in the moment, that's what she's going to do. And then on the high side, which is something we never like plan for, if we got the moon, you know, if she happened to say like my, if Joe wanted 10% and say she got 15 or even 12. She wanted to have this elated response and be like, wow, this is unexpected. I was expecting this much. And I can really tell that you value my contribution. I know you really fought for me. You know, it's, it's that appreciation that will make that person appreciate that you, you, understood what they did for you, but also to say, like, I will continue to really support you. And then that person wants to continue to advocate for you. And that's not the intent, but that's what happens, right? Because we aren't, we are kind of selfish in our own skin around being responsive. Like that woman said, just say, thank you. But even even if you didn't do the first part of what Joe did to signal that you wanted more, even if you prepared for your annual review conversation and you just had three different things that you wanted and you told them at that moment, oh, I so appreciate this. You're, you're investing in that relationship. Or if you didn't get what you want or it was not as great as you thought it was going to be, it allows you to signal what you expect in the future. So yes, in your annual review 
or when, when you're served up with something that feels very, um, I'll just say laminated, right? Something that doesn't feel like it's negotiable. Think about the response that you can have and the, what you want to signal to say where you stand on that. And when you prepare for that and think that through, that kind of allows you, one of the reasons Joe wanted to do it is she knew it was going to be emotional. She was going to be really excited or really disappointed. So she knew that those emotions would hijack her. So she wanted to make sure that she had the language to express what she really wanted to express in that moment that she knew she might be hijacked out of even being able to articulate that. So the power of that, I was so proud of her. <laughs> That's why I just had to, to share that because it was such a powerful example of using negotiation every day. It doesn't have to be an annual review. It could be in any scenario where you're unsure what information you're going to get, but it's an important decision one way or the other about you leading a project about you being having access to something, you getting uh, additional budget for professional development, whatever it is, it's thinking and being thoughtful about the response to the person and the what you want them to feel via the response that you want to have on, on each one of those. So food for thought, think about what's coming up for you. What important I'll just put in air quotes. I could do it if you're watching me <laughs> and, uh, and for your next annual re review or something that you're expecting that might happen that maybe don't even know when it'll happen, but thinking about what's my response going to be? What is the response I want to have? And I'll tell you what, I need to do this on a regular basis because I'm a very emotional person and I get really excited when people are excited about hiring me and I get really upset if somebody's not happy with my, um, you know, if, with me for whatever reason, and that will hijack me in the moment. And so if I don't have a plan of what, how I want to articulate that back to them, I won't say the words I want to say, and I won't make the point that's still important or the, the clarification that I want to, because those emotions definitely play a factor. So planning those things and even having a script and writing it down. And in this virtual world, taking a sticky and putting it right by the camera with some um, words that you can use and saying it out loud before um, so that you hear it out loud before you both hear it out loud. Well, thanks so much for joining me. I really hope that this example was of benefit. I'd love to know if it was. And just remember, go out and negotiate for yourself right now, right now, not tomorrow, not next week. How can you start thinking about advocating and negotiating for yourself right now? Make sure you subscribe to Leaders with Leverage, share this episode with somebody if they needed to hear it, because you know what that does? It helps me help others so that we are advocating daily and everybody is advocating for themselves and when we advocate for ourselves we will automatically show people it's important and it'll allow people to feel empowered to do that as well. So thanks for joining me. My name is Susie Tomanchuk. I can't wait to see you again. Drop me a note, make a comment wherever you listen to this. I'd love to hear from you.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Leaders with Leverage. If you're ready to continue your professional growth, commit to accelerating your career development and say goodbye to that anxious feeling in your stomach anytime you need to advocate for yourself, then get my book, The Art of Everyday Negotiation Without Manipulation. In this book, you'll learn the essential steps to take before entering into any negotiation or conversation, any interaction in your day-to-day. You'll discover what the other party really needs and be clear about what you're going after. You'll bust through your fears and boost your confidence and embrace that negotiation truly happens all around us. Head to the link in the show notes for more and you can even get a bonus if you buy it today. 